How are you doing, man? I am doing absolutely well. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your uh, podcast today. I know, and you're actually the first guest that we've had on whilst doing the video format. Yes, I am beyond honoured at this point. I know, I know. Sorry, Hell Monkey. <laughs> we'll get you back on. We'll get you back on doing the video at some point, man. Um, but how's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. You know, it's been it's been busy. But uh, yeah, any any kind of downtime I've got, obviously, I've uh, been uh, hooking myself up with uh, some of my my Stadia games. Played a few games on there at the moment. But uh, no, been been very well. Good, good stuff, man. Um, I've, again, I've been pretty busy myself. I've actually been back at work full time for like the first time in like since before Christmas. So okay. I've done like a full a full working week, and I'm I'll tell you uh, one thing, man. I'm feeling <laughs> it. I'm absolutely feeling it. Yeah. Um, but nobody wants to nobody wants to hear about our week. Everyone wants to hear us talk about video games, man. Especially. Is that what they're here for? Are they here for? I think Can so. I? Well, Papa Levi's like saying, look at Blake, 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 Blake Gaming showing <laughs> off his Premier Edition. <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. Good to see you, man. Thanks very much for popping in. I really appreciate it. Um, but for the people watching, what have we been playing this week? What have you been playing, man? I've been playing a little bit of a mix and match. I've um, I, I can't stick to one game at the moment. I've been playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. As you know, I've done, been doing a few streams on that recently, and I just get lost in it. I'm one of those people where I don't want to think too much in my games. Uh, I do enough of that during work and everything else in my life, so uh, I just want to go running in with a hammer and just uh, take down some Saxons. So uh, I've been doing that on Valhalla, uh, playing a little bit of uh, Cyberpunk. I've been trying to get back into that. Uh, dipped in with a little bit of uh, Division 2 and um, some of my, my Stadia friends might be a little bit surprised. I actually played uh, Out Outriders last night on uh, GeForce Now. <sighs> the alter ego. Blake right. GeForce. Blake GeForce. <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh my goodness. Well, do you know what? Um, for the people that don't know, um, you know, you are kind of your content is rooted in Sort of, sort of Google Stadia. Um, what made you decide to go down the route of creating content sort of solely based around Stadia for the folks that don't know? Yeah, no, it's fine. Well, um, I've obviously we we get into this because we've just got a heart for gaming. I love games. We love getting lost into these kind of uh, fantasy worlds and just being all these different characters and just just having fun with your friends. Uh, but. I, I got into it started off with getting into cloud gaming before it got into Stadia in general purely because I'm at that stage of life now as, as you're fully aware as well being family man or, or having a full-time job uh, and but still having that childhood dream of I just want to get lost in my games and I haven't got the money for a games console or a highly expensive gaming rig uh, but I still want to play the uh, the big games and um, I, I dabbled into uh, GeForce now uh, years ago when it was in its early, early stages where cloud gaming wasn't even in the thought of people's minds, but it was just somewhere in in, in, in the corner of the, of the internet. Uh, and it was a beta, and it, it's all I had. I had a, I had a uh, MacBook Pro, and I played that on wireless, and, oh, mate, it was terrible. The, the <laughs> frames were just dropping. It was like, I don't know, 40% frame uh, uh, drop, packet loss or something. Uh, but I was desperate to play games. You know, I was playing a little bit of uh, Rust and all sorts of uh, um, Counter-Strike and some of the games on my Steam account. Um, so I just really wanted to get back in my games, but I just didn't have the money. You know, just got a mortgage and all this kind of thing. So um, 
I always had that thing and then and then uh, lockdown came and um I was stuck at home I was furloughed for for 6 months and um I heard about Google Stadia and I was going back into my GeForce now, but then I just saw so many ads about this, this stadia. And I thought, what is this stadia? Because uh, I wasn't there at the beginning. I wasn't a premiere. I wasn't like a, a back. I wasn't at the beginning of this thing. I, I, I'm late to the uh, late to the uh, to the gig, really. And um, I said three months for, for Stadia Pro. Uh, for free uh, for those stuck in lockdown i thought all right no i'm good I've, I've done all the diy stuff you know when you got on furlough and you're like okay i'm getting paid to stay at home i, I did all my exercise i, I ate healthy uh, i i fixed as many light bulbs and and creaky doors in the house <laughs> that i could possibly think of and at that point i'm like i, I want to play some games you know and then yeah stadia done its thing and and, and i was hooked i just i, I couldn't get my head round there wasn't a physical console or, or gaming rig in my home, but yeah. I can still play games on such good quality. I mean, I, I had it for free and I didn't have a 4K TV, but I could just play all these games and, and play online with people. And I, I was just like telling my wife, this is nuts. The poor girl was just getting so bored of hearing about Stadia. <laughs> to this day, she still hears everything's about Stadia. But um, I just fell in love with the concept of it. And especially yeah. for me, someone who, again, you can absolutely uh, understand where I'm coming from here, being I'm, a man, I may look like I'm in my early 20s, but I'm actually in my 30s. Um, no way. I am, I am, I am, yeah. Uh, I didn't lose this hair in my teens. I, I lost this um, in my in my late twenties. But uh, but yeah, no. Um, because of that, that uh, the biggest thing for Stadia for me, which has been the game changer, and I, I, I'm sitting trying to think what is the number one word I can pin one word onto Stadia, and it's convenience. I can play the best games on any device with an internet speed of twenty megabytes on ADSL. Some of our American friends with their one gig or one and a half gig or whatever. <laughs> If they've got their got their um Starlink, I think it's Elon Musk's thing. I don't I don't know, but um, I I can play these games in 1080p, uh, 60 FPS and stuff like that on my phone, and it, it just blew my mind. It just changed my concept of what does it mean to be a gamer? Because you've got your smartphone yeah. gamer, you've got your PC gamer, you've got your console gamer, all gelled into one. You 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 the the lines were blurred, um, and I didn't need to fork it any money. And I didn't have to wait for downloads. Anyway, anyway, I just fell in love with that concept. And I loved, I tried all the other cloud gaming platforms. I understood how they worked. And for me, Stadia just came out on top purely because it's convenience, uh, because of its um, its quickness, its reliability, the technology. I Honestly, it cannot be flawed based on my consumer experience. And I've always wanted to do streaming. And again, Stadia dropped another bomb. I can live stream directly from Stadia without any harder. They, they, they went another step for me. Not only was I able to play my games on 4K, 60 FPS, but I could actually be a streamer with no yep. streaming equipment. And, and it was because of that I got to where I am now. Oh, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> My my phone was my my phone was amazed by what I was saying. It just fell down. It's like oh. I know, I know. Um, we're we, but if for the people in the chat, we're both we're both using the same same uh, setups for our webcams. We're using the Elgato <laughs> Epoch cam that's connected yeah. to our phones, which is currently on a makeshift tripod. This is how professional <laughs> this podcast is getting. Um, for the obviously you mentioned live streaming, which is probably a, a good link into your content and, and what it is that you do so mm. um in terms of people wanting to catch your stadia live streams where can people find you at the moment 
Yeah, so at the moment, again, it's still early days. I'm still figuring out how this thing goes. What, Where am I taking this train? But you can find me on YouTube. Uh, I do predominantly live streams of different games. Once I just have fun with. Um, and I'm aiming to try and do more content-related stuff about like how Stadia works, news, information. But I'm not quite there yet. The At the moment, it's predominantly live streaming, which, again, to be honest with you, even if there's zero views, I'm, I'm having fun. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's on YouTube though. So Blake Stader at YouTube, you'll find me. Yeah. Um, well, as I said, we'll put, we'll put a link in the chat or if someone in the chat can get a link to um, Blake Stadia's channel, that would be much appreciated. Um, this week, I've been playing a bit of a variety of stuff. Um, I actually forget it's been about a week since I did the podcast with Hellmonkey, so I was kind of going through in terms of what I've been playing. Um, I've been playing a bit of a mix of stuff. Mm. So I was playing... I've been playing some Stardew Valley on Switch. Mm. I've been playing some Hades as well. Um, absolutely love that game. Game needs mm. to come to Stadia for people to experience it, and I really hope it does. Um, but in terms of like Stadia games that I've been playing, I've tried out the Telegram missions for Red Dead Online. Oh, okay. Um, played them. They were they were interesting. I I, I enjoyed them. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily go back and do them on a harder difficulty. Because you've got you've got the options to go back and do them in the harder difficulty to earn more gold and XP and online and mm. stuff like that. Um, as I said, I kind of see it as I've I've experienced it, and I'm kind of quite happy to move on from that and look at kind of grinding elsewhere. So I was doing a bit of that, and then also we were streaming that last week actually, and Dino, mm. who's in the chat today, popped in. Um, we were doing some bits and pieces for him. It was really good fun. Mm. Um, also been doing some streaming for the Stadia Bass Community Network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're part of the Stadia Bass Absolutely. Community Network, aren't you? Do you want yep. to do you want to talk about a little bit about that? Absolutely. You know, I, I started my streams and uh, I, I first came about the Stadia Bash before it became the network through um, Stadia Dad Games, uh, as, as, as we both know, we're, we're good friends with. Uh, I checked out one of these streams and and he, I told him the other day, I'll never forget, I was watching, I had him mounting on this little wall mount thing. So I'm washing up, there's like, I could plug my phone on, on the wall. So I'm washing up and I was watching one of uh, Stadia Dad's streams and I stumbled upon him and I said, hello and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, Blake, uh, Stadia, hi, nice to meet you. And I'm like saying to my wife, honey, the, the, the streamer, he said my name on the stream. He knows my name. And I got all excited. And then we got connected through that and it was through Stadia Dad that I came up on the um, Stadia Bash community. Um, I just fell in love with it purely because I've never I've never met a, a more amazing and friendly and helpful supportive community in all of the gaming communities I've always experienced. And yeah. you're probably the same as me. I've been a gamer since since day dot, uh, and there's so many toxic kind of environments there. But I just I, I, I became a, sounds of it's cheesy and cliche. It became a little bit of an online family for me. It was just really really great bunch of friends. But yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I I've got a um, yeah I've got a habit of watching Stadia Dad streams. He he seems to be kind of streaming roughly about the time that I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, same. It it doesn't matter if it's the evening dishes or if he's doing a cheeky Sunday morning stream. Yeah. Um, and a Sunday morning, I'm like that. Yeah. It's always always when I'm doing always when I'm doing the dishes. Yeah, um, I can I kind of came into the Stadia Bass Community Network a little bit later than you did. Um, mm. I've been with it about a couple of weeks but you know it's it's been it's been good fun and a good certainly a, a good thing to be involved in so mm. i was streaming on that um 
I was I was streaming the Gardens Between on Wednesday, yeah. um, which is an indie game by the the Vauxhall Agents, um, which I've been really enjoying. And then last night we had really good fun doing the stream of the Division Two with mm. Lucky Six, Codex Chronicles, and Stadia yeah. Dad. So it's been a busy, busy week for gaming. Um, most most definitely uh, having having lots of fun with that. Um, but before we kind of go into the show, we're going to do some housekeeping. Um, so this is the very, very first episode that is live. Uh, so you need to bear with us at the moment whilst we kind of get used to the format and so on. Um, we're just trying stuff out. I could be looking at different things for future episodes and stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be using StreamYard moving forward. Um, try and get some plans to get some audio. So I'm hoping to still have it on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. So people who still want to hear the audio can still hear the audio. Mm -hmm. um, if you wish to support the channel, there's no Patreon or anything like that, but there is um, a link to a tips page. If you want to toss in a penny or two, then it would certainly appreciate it. Um, I've had a lot of um, feedback from the very first episode I did with Hellmonkey and the first episode get 23 plays, um, which I'm actually quite astonished about, and I couldn't have done that without the Stadia community, um, and obviously the support of people who follow Hellmonkey listening to that as well. So hopefully we've got something to grow from, and I really, really appreciate you um, taking the time, obviously, to kind of to kind of check it out and give some feedback and stuff. So now we've got the boring stuff out of the way. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the recent news um, with regards to Google Stadia and the recent articles from Bloomberg and Video Games Chronicles. Yeah. So you've had the chance to read these, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Before we kind of talk about the articles more sort of in depth, what's your, what's what's your views on the sort of news that's coming out overall just now? Well, I, I, I've been hearing a lot of news recently, and we've all had our thoughts and our frustrations and whatever. Because I, I think one of the one of the positives and one of the negatives about the Stadia community is we're like a bunch of uh, emotional kids. When we sniff a little bit of news or something that's exciting about Stadia, we're all on the hype train before there's any anything there, like before there's anything concrete. It's it's a good thing because we're all excited, we're all passionate about this platform. But sometimes we can grab onto things so quickly and then get let down. And because we've we've self-promoted, we've self-hyped. And, and I, I, I am guilty 100% of being a, a hyper. I all sit there and spam hype train in everyone's stream when there's <laughs> anything going on related to Stadia because I love it. But then yeah. when we get disappointed, we, we come to this horrible like crash after like a, a sugar high. We're just like so depressed and sad and we get really offended or hurt. And, and again, you've seen in the past the Stadia community, Sometimes it has been divided because of like, oh, it is what it is. And others are like, oh, you've let me down. I want my, I want a refund, blah, 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 uh, and all this kind of stuff. But to, <sighs> I'm trying to look at it from a, a consumer's perspective. Why did I come into Stadia in the first place? And it, it does what it does. It, it, I, I find the technology as well. I'm not a businessman. So I'm, I've, I've decided to say, you know what, who am I to judge? what is right and wrong when it comes to business decisions, when it comes to how you communicate. I've got ideas. It's, it's like when you go to a football match and you sit there and scream at the players on how they need to uh, pass the, the ball to someone or go around someone or whatever. I don't play football. I ain't got a clue. I don't know what's going on in their head and what their plans were before the game. Who am I to say, you know? I'm a consumer. Yeah. And as a consumer, 
I'm getting my money's worth. I'm having so much fun and I've met so many friends and I've created a platform, a, a channel because of Stadia. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Before I started streaming on my YouTube channel, um, I was messing around on Twitch. And I kind of said this previously that I was kind of inspired to do it by um, a friend of mine from school called Neil. And he was just playing games and just having lots of fun. And he was building, he had a kind of a community that he had built and was, you know, playing games and chatting and stuff. And it kind of added a new sort of dynamic to, to playing games. And that's what I got into it. But I was also kind of getting into Stadia and kind of shifting away from your more traditional console-based stuff mm. to playing cloud-based games because I was, you know, all this stuff surrounding Stadia. I'd been following Stadia since uh, GDC 2019. Wow. So I'd been watching the press conferences and that sort of thing and keeping an eye on what was happening. I was always kind of hesitant to kind of jump on it um, at launch because I didn't know how my internet would handle it. There wasn't a way to try it out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So for me personally, it was like, I want to do this. I, I personally thought it was the future. It blew my, the idea of it blew my mind and the promise at the time. And we'll not go into it too much because there is references to it in the articles we're going to talk mm -hmm. about, but it, it, it was something that I, I really wanted to do. And then when I started doing streaming, I was trying to stream Google Stadia stuff and I ended up doing it on Twitch, but the way my setup was, it was really laggy um, and it didn't kind of paint the platform in a good light and it wasn't anything to do with Stadia itself. It mm. was just me, um, which is why I kind of made the jump from Twitch to Twitch to YouTube. Um, but, you know, I, I think recently it's been a bit of a strange time to get into content creation about Stadia. Um, you know, it's coming off the highs of the last year, which we have discussed with Hell Monkey last week. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but it just seems to be we're on this roller coaster. It's pretty, you know, I put in the show notes for last week episode, last week's episode. Actually, it's like supporting a football team just now, <laughs> being a being a, a being a fan and a consumer of Stadia because there's so many that there's a lot of highs. But there's so many laws. It's, it's like, you know, it's like what, like, then the way the, way the news is coming out, it's like watching team getting beat midweek, but then they're running yeah. away from home at the weekend. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a crazy time <laughs> to be, you know, to, you know, to, if you're following the news, like most folk have, um, lots and lots of up and downs. But I think that the first kind of making, what's working on the subject of, articles and news i think the first one to sort of talk about with article we'll talk about is the bloomberg article which i'm going to try yeah. and share just now yeah give me two moments hopefully you can see that yeah anyone in the chat can let me know that would be awesome so yeah so i mean jason schreier from bloomberg put this out last night and i'm just going to go around kind of up to the to the start um and, you know, I, I tend to kind of, I try to think of the best way to kind of word this. I really like a lot of what Jason Schreier does. 
Mm. Um, he's produced a lot of really good articles about the industry and he's got a lot of good sources when he was at Kotaku before he moved over to Bloomberg. Okay. Um, he was the one who highlighted all the issues with in relation to Crunch um, at Rockstar around about the time of Red Dead releasing in 2018 and of, had really good sources when it came to all the information about the Cyberpunk launch as well and the article mm. that came out earlier in the year. Um, so when I kind of seen that he put a tweet out talking about this, I was expecting, I was expecting a fair amount of new information, like new leaks and sources, and I was quite, I was quite disappointed when I read it, purely for the fact that I felt that massive chunks of it were a bit click clickbaity, and it it covered things that had already been discussed before um it's you know it's widely publicized in the media about the launch of stadia um you know it's easy to bash it people continue to bash it it just felt like it was kind of covering old ground and it just felt like chucking out an article like kicking a dog when it was down if mm. you know what i mean um but at the same time reading through the article there was some interesting points that were raised I'm going to go and try and find it. Um, where are we? So it talks, the article itself kind of talks about like Phil Harrison kind of using this as a means to compare it as a, a console launch. Mm. When really, it wasn't really kind of a, a, a console per se. It's like it was a to totally new thing. Mm. Um, and one of the things that kind of get picked up from the sources that he spoke to said that they believed that the 2019 launch should have been a beta and shouldn't have been a massive console launch or like viewed as a massive launch in the same way as a, as a, as a console with all the advertisements and all the, all the hype and stuff like that because the developers of the, of the tech knew there wasn't a hundred percent there, and what was what was pretend what was promised at GDC and all the demonstrations was not going to be there from from day dot, mm. which I found which I found to be kind of quite interesting. But one of the things I mean, I'm not a follower of Google, but the other kind of thing that I noticed as well, it kind of talks about Google doing a lot of beta testing for products and services. Like they said that here at Gmail was in beta for five years before, you know, it was kind of like a fully fleshed product to the to to, to the masses. I mean what what's mm. your thoughts? What's your thoughts on that? Well again, I I, I I don't go into this thinking I am a a, a I passed my business masterclass and I kind of know exactly the, the the thinking behind a lot of these things because you know I I'm purely a consumer. And I can only mm -hmm. see it from a, a consumer's perspective. Um, yeah, looking at looking back, when you look at like maybe the launch of, of of Google Stadia and stuff like that, yeah, I think they were very ambitious. It was very like we've got the next best things in sliced bread kind of mentality, and 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 the advertisers went out there like going big. But yet they were they were they were um, pioneering into oceans uncharted uncharted territories is the best way I can describe it for 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 um uh, producers of cloud gaming as a whole it's it's like it's never really gone out 
There's um, also it's uncharted territories for for games developers, uncharted territories for consumers. So everyone was in this thing like, okay, we're following right behind you, Google said it because we don't know what's on the other side of this or where we're going. And nor did they because it's it's you can't you got nothing to reference back to on how cloud gaming has gone. Like with games consoles, they've been out for longer than you and I've been alive. Well, yep. for me anyway, but um, <laughs> but um. So there's always been a benchmark when it comes to games console. So I, I can't look at Stadia as a games console uh, replacement or a gaming rig or a smartphone. It, it's it's a completely own kettle of fish in itself. And I think for, for Google, uh, based upon a consumer's limited mindset when it comes to business perspective, uh, it was like they, they went out too fast, too quickly. And I think it could have been more of a beta uh, like, hey, guys, we're trying this. Check it out. Because that would have given them a lean way before they made the promises. And it will give them the developers more promises. Because obviously one of the biggest things for Stadia when it started was the, in comparison, again, I don't like it when people compa compare it to, like, the PlayStation Network or the Xbox or yeah. even Steam. Like, they'll be sitting there and say, it doesn't it doesn't have enough games as much as Steam. Steam's just got an infinite amount of games that you can't, for, for a, I think it's on a completely new platform that you can't physically grab and you're comparing it to Steam. Like, it's, it's two different things. It's completely two different things. So comparing it is hard, but go on. I, I agree with that and um, because I, I don't know why, but there always seems to be comparisons with the Epic Game Store. Yeah. And I, don't, and, and, and I don't know why because, yes, as a platform, it's relatively new, but in terms of how it, you know, what it is, it's a storefront. Hmm. And that's it. And people say, oh, but you can play them in GeForce now, but you can't play everything in GeForce now. Mm. I can't play Grand Theft Auto V on yeah. GeForce now. Um, Drake Egan's in the chat. He can play Grand Theft Auto V on Boosteroid, which is a completely different service, and yeah. you need to pay for that. Um, you know, so it, it, that I think that argument kind of falls on deaf ears a bit. I don't understand that comparison whatsoever. Um, I... Looking at the article again, you know, I kind of, I kind of personally feel that when I fully jumped in, I knew that it had ways to go. So I'm kind of in the same boat that as a consumer, it wasn't a fully fleshed product, and I think that that was maybe the reason why I didn't go out and chuck. I think at the time when they stopped the founders codes, a hundred pound on the um premiere edition yeah. i literally I, I i literally didn't see and at that time i didn't see the value in it mm. um i got my premiere edition with the cyberpunk deal but i think that a lot of people in terms of like looking at the news would probably kind of think that the reason why they were given the premiere editions away is that they weren't hitting the targets that they would expect and i think that they with the way that probably phil harrison put this <laughs> to execs at google was this is going to be massive yeah. and they had all this extra stock and the thing is that we we all know that the, the, the premier edition was really just a sort of entry point for people before newer google products like the new chromecast tv comes out and the apps come out on television so, you know, 
it kind of it did kind of lend itself to in in hindsight just thinking right okay you know the numbers went what what they would projected anywhere yeah. near whatsoever and it's it's a shame but I think one of the interesting points that was in here um it was referring to a blog post by the executive of uh, YouTube Susan Wojcicki and it to kind of quote says watching users in the wild as they use our products is the best way to find out what works then we can act on that feedback it's much better to learn these things early and be able to respond and go too far down the wrong path so that kind of kind of seems to be sort of the mantra mm. for for google for google products um and but again i think it's again it's a difficult one to answer because they did have the, the project, was it project, what was it called, Project Storm? Hellstorm, uh, Project Hellstorm. Yeah, but they also had the, what was the name of the beta again? If anyone in the chat oh. knows, it was, but everyone who was kind of testing, it was the Assassin's Creed Odyssey demo. Oh, I don't know the name of that. So everybody got a chance to, to play with that in the Chrome browser. If I find the name of it, if I remember the name of it, I'll take a look, I'll take a look yeah. at it. But yeah, I, I, but again, I just think with all the recent news and everything that's going on there, again, looking at the rest of it, talking about a tepid launch, um, referring to the closure of the, the services, and, and, and Phil obviously kind of mentions Phil Harrison's track record, um, which I think at that point is probably something we could touch on at the moment. Um, mm. I've seen on Twitter... <laughs> Again, this is kind of referring to the football manager analogy. I've seen people on Twitter saying Phil Harrison should go. Like, you know, um, and I'm like, okay, that, why, I don't, I don't really understand why on earth you would want to start kind of coming out on Twitter because I don't think the people on Twitter are going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't think Grace is going to say here, by the way, Phil, sorry, mate, you're out. Um, but I mean, what what what's your thoughts in terms of like you know we we know that Harrison was the face of this from GDC all the way up to probably I say the middle of last year, which I've said before. Mm. He's now he then went quiet until this blog post. Is there you know, is there an argument for should there be? A fresh pair of eyes coming in at Stadia and looking at how this, you know, how they view this product moving forward. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a difficult one because, um, like I said, I don't know the guy as an individual, and I'm sure he's a really great guy. And I don't believe everyone's in like their board meetings in in Google and and like the Google Stadia team and stuff like that. They're sitting there like, what can we do to to, to mess this up or what? Or, or, or do, do you know, I don't, I don't sit there and think. I don't think they wake up one morning and say, you know, what, I'm just going to make the uh, I'm going to make Stadia really bad today. Like everyone's intentions are generally like. I really believe in this product and I believe it's going to make a lot of revenue and I believe we're going to get a lot of viewers. Uh, but it's difficult because it, and this is the downside. I, I get really deep about this. This is the downside about like the internet. The past stays, sticks longer. Uh, and every mistake you make, anything you've ever done is with you forever because there's always a digital footprint. And, and like I said, that, that Bloomberg article you, you, you highlighted earlier, there was little bits in there that, that I thought was, was creditable. Other bits was like, okay, I feel like you're flogging a bit of a dead horse. You're like, we've got that. We've moved over that. So yeah. a lot of that builds and pe people like to hold on to those things and pile it 
together to make this big whopping look at again forgive me for a better word but look at this big giant turd that stadia is right now <laughs> but uh <laughs> for all the younger viewers out there they can so i'm sorry but um oh, again my camera just got shocked by what i just said i'm sorry camera stay stay up don't stay no there you go oh, that'll do i'll have to lift myself up a bit anyway sorry um so it, it's hard and like i said as a consumer i can't sit there and put all the blame on phil I don't know the guy. I don't know his full actions. There's so many moving parts of such a big organization. That's also attached yeah. to a wider organization, which is Google. Um, you could sit there and say fresh pair of eyes. I, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. Because like I said, from a consumer's perspective, I'm having fun. It's doing what it says it, says it does on a tin. Uh, and at the moment, for me, the experience is getting better and better. But maybe because I've not got, I've, I've removed any expectations of anything being big or huge. Uh, purely because for me, cloud gaming is still uncharted territory. It's, it's going to be like yeah. that for the next four or five years. So um, I don't think it'll make a difference, to be honest. I think I think you're making a really good point there about you know cloud gaming is uncharted is uncharted territory, and you know people are loyal to their console or part of the PC master race. You know they've got something. It is there. It is on their desk or it's under their TV. So it's there, it's mine. There's a set there is a sense of ownership, mm. regardless of whether or not it plays discs or it's a digital library. They still feel there's a sense of ownership compared to yeah. compared to Google, and I think that that's a really good argument. Um, I I'm not going to lie. I think it was a, a blog post that came out. A couple of weeks ago, I kind of get swept up in the hype, thinking it was going to be massive, massive news, just like the Twitter hype thing was going. I was like, Wait, this is it. It's going to start picking up. It's going to. This is, <laughs> and it kind of did, didn't really. Kind of, I think oh, was was. I think it was the release date for FIFA, and everybody oh, already yeah. knew that. Yeah. Because, you know, when it comes to leaks, nobody can hold their water. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that kind of maybe more recently. I'm kind of starting to kind of get right. Do you know what? It is what it is. I enjoy the platform. I've got some games and I'm playing games with really awesome people. And I'm now at the stage just like, well, whatever will be, will be. Um, I don't have any expectation. I'm not setting any expectations on things anymore. Yeah. Absolutely not. And the reason I'm not setting expectations on that is because of the next article that I am about to share. So we give me two seconds. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. No, 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 no. We don't need to see that. Thanks very much. <laughs> no. Um, so this is from the Video Games Chronicles. And this is from Andy Robinson, I believe. Okay. Um, so have you had a chance? Have you had a chance to read this? I know this is only really just kind of come out in the last day or so. This one I haven't, no. You haven't, right. Okay. Um I'm not going to go and paraphrase this. Um, it's this article is kind of referring to um, deals that were made with third parties and the types of games that were going to come out, and also referred to what Stadia Games and Entertainment were doing. Mm. Um, so it is a it is a shame. Um, kind of been through the article i'm quite saddened by some of the things when we kind of get into it um but i think the main one for for me on this i'm just going to go through the article down here where is it 
yeah. Um, there was a deal that was on the table with Kojima Productions. So there was meant to be a horror game exclusive to Stadia mm. by Hideo Kojima. Um, and I think what could have been that could have been absolutely amazing for, for people maybe not familiar with Hideo Kojima. He is basically the visionary behind the Metal Gear Solid series and most recently um Death Stranding. Wow. Um you know, and his kind of lineage in video games is absolutely huge. Um I found it a bit ironic actually when I read this because um, for people who own a PlayStation, um, there was a demo called which you can't download anymore. It's called PT, okay. and that was basically his demo, and it was what was meant to be the a new a kind of newer version of Silent Hill. That was oh. meant to, it was meant. Do you ever do you have, have you heard yep. about that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that that was that was the that was meant to be Silent Hill, meant to have Norman Reedus, and that game get canned when all the ongoings with Konami and stuff was happening. Um, and then he basically left and and started his his own production company and and started a new started a new IP. The interesting thing about this is the date that they decided to cancel it. So and, was it Stadia who cancelled or? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Stadia backed out the deal, and it was the middle of summer last year. So the platform hadn't even been out a year, and already Stadia were pulling out of deals, according to this article, anyway. Okay. Um, which which surprised me slightly. Um, you know, and I guess it's kind of going back to the kind of it's going back to the un known sort of charter territory for Google because yeah. when they originally started this they were going up to they were going up to people with boatloads of cash like Ubisoft Take Two for Red Dead Two. Um and I think it was kinda of a case of looking looking at the article talking about, you know, like they were thinking that we Google were getting scared of the money that they were spending and worried about the return that they were going to get back. Wow. But I think that I, th I think it would I mean having having this game a Hideo Kojima game exclusive to Stadia would have brought people to the platform. Huge, yeah, huge, uh, huge. Yeah, I mean, and a, th a prime example of that. I mean, Death Stranding, although you can now get it on PC at the time, was a console exclusive on PlayStation Four and had its own um, dedicated PlayStation Four Pro design. Mm. You know that that was kind of how big that at the time that title was, even though not a lot of people kind of knew what it would eventually become to be. Yeah. So, um, but can I go in more into the article? Yeah. Um, it talks about more what what Typhoon we're going to do, and it was going to be a sequel to Journey to Savage Planet. Oh. So they were going to make a Journey to Savage Planet too. Now you've played this, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Yeah. You have. We 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 played it. You liked it. I had a bit of fun. It was quite lighthearted. It was it was a shooter, but uh, I didn't have to put too much thought into it really. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I tried it myself because it was a it's a pro game in February. So if you haven't had a chance um, to play it on Stadia, you know, check it out. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of it 
to mm. be fair. Um, I don't know. I just it just didn't grab me. I like I like the graphics and I kind of like the mechanics and stuff, but I don't know. I I just was kind of struggling about what to do. Um, yeah. It just wasn't really kind of my my kind of game. But I mean, it's kind of east of their own, I guess. Um, but the idea for this was to be a fully fleshed out sequel with cutscenes, you know, CGI, multiplayer, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, they had a they had a vision for that. There was also um, another game in development, a multiplayer action game called named Frontier, mm. which was in the works and that got cancelled this month. So, and again, this is they, another one that Stadia cancelled. Yep. And this, I think, this would have been under SG&E, so or Stadia Games and Entertainment for the people that don't know. So, you know, this was another. This was another game. So there were games that were in development. Mm. That, that that you know that were happening, um, but it looks like sort of Stadia Stadia blocked the deal. Um, the other thing they're kind of talking about as well, more kind of more towards the start of the article, um, if people remember back to the Kinect, so at April time, June time last year, um, there was a game that's meant to come from Harmonix. And there's comments in here uh, basically saying that there's apparently complications around the music licensing for the Stadia Pro service. So if the game does come to Stadia and the licensing goes through, then they know it's going to be a pro game. Mm. But they had a co- they've spoken to the CEO, Steve uh, Yannick. Um, they said it's not being cancelled or experienced, but they said if it if there were any issues, they'll put it out on other platforms. So. Mm. You know, it seems like it seems like they're potentially ready for that. And the thing is that you know, Fuser, for all that it's a rhythm game, I think did have some popularity and people did enjoy it. So yeah. I don't think they would certainly have any any problems with that. So now that we've kind of spoken about these things, I'm just going to go back now just to the the, the dual screens. Yeah. What's your th- what's what's your thoughts on on this information that's kind of come to light? Well, like I said earlier, it's just it's just an extra list of things that, again, for people to be like, ah, oh, it's another thing that Stadia's not doing, or another thing that they've done wrong and stuff. Like, and like I said, I know I keep repeating this, but again, I'm just a consumer. Uh, I don't know, understand the business strategies or what the heart is or the motivation. Is it is it like okay, no, we've got something even bigger coming along that's going to blow it out of the water for our for our our community because we love them or it's purely what's going to give us the most revenue at the end of the year i'm assuming it's going to be an element of both and naturally as a business you want to make money and you want to grow yeah but um yeah i mean i'll be i'm gonna have to look go through that article myself a little bit further later on because i'll be curious to see where the information came from because again i'm not again i'm not a businessman so logically speaking in my head, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you back out? Uh, you started these these deals with these other d- developers. You want to get as many developers as possible to get on board. Because right now, the the, the, the pioneer that's sorry, uh, in camera. The pioneer that's really um, taking Stadia forward at the moment is 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 uh, Ubisoft. That's uh, yeah. they've got the most games on 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 Stadia. But um, it's a shame. It's a shame because I want to see more more. Um, 
games on it because one of the things that i could see was the early vision of stadia and i believe it still is and i'm hoping it will grow into this is that it's a platform for all it's a platform for your hardcore gamers to your your casual gamers or a game for you need to chuck on your ipad to give to one of your kids to keep them occupied or or someone who's just like i don't know you, you got a bunch of your mates around you know, there's different levels and different uh, tiers of, of types of gamers and i believe yeah. stadia can be that all-in-one package for different people um so i i hope that there are new deals going on one of the things that i i want again as a consumer to reassure me or even just get me excited is it is to kind of just get us excited about like kind of like potential deals going forward or keep us in the loop like it doesn't have to be detailed and all the behind the scenes stuff but the only thing at the moment we're hearing is bad news and yeah Google aren't kind of denying them either. Um, and they're either coming out of it themselves or they're letting everyone else just let things go out in the wind and it's allowing people to be like, well, what's happening? Is it happening? Is that happening? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree with you on, on that front um, because, again, whilst all this news is coming out, there's been news, news on Sky Climbers. That's been mm. signed up for the Stadium Makers programme. Hmm. So that we yeah. know, so it's now officially been confirmed for Stadia, and that is due to a grassroots campaign from hashtag Team Stadia. People who yeah. have gone and put their own time and own money into backing this game that has got it onto the platform. And yeah. not only that, it talks about utilizing features. I think is it is it Crowdplay? I think it's going to it's going yeah. to, it's going to utilize Crowdplay when it comes out. That is massive. It's huge. It's huge. huge. I know it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not a triple A game by any stretch of the imagination. But you know that that's not being reported by mass media. It's such a shame. Yeah. And it's it's a, and the thing is as well, it's like Google didn't even announce that. It's Paratope that have come out in a tweet and has said, "Oh, I've done it." Oh, wait a minute, have we lost them? We might have lost him. Let's give him a wee minute. We'll see if he comes back. Let's see. Who have we got in the chat anyway? We have got, hello, Stadia Dad Games. We have got Dre Keekins. Thank you very much for stopping by. Papa Levi. Thank you, Codex. Dino. Thank you guys so much for coming on the first live episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, wait. He's back. He's back. Stadia Dad, we shifted like a nice and the emojis in the chat. How's that? Can you hear me? I can. Good. Sorry about that. My my, my phone just fell, fell over again and disconnected. I'm really sorry about that. I don't worry about it, man. Do you know what? As I said, you know, we're just a couple of guys interested in games. Absolutely. Talking about it, shooting the shit and making content. And that's really what this, that's what really this is all about. Um, so I don't know kind of how much sort of you heard. I, I kind of referred to the, the Sky Climber stuff and yeah. said that that information came out from Paratope and the not Google themselves. Yeah. You know, I think that that would have been a good PR for Google that said, you know it's what? Needed. We have, yeah, it's like, and the thing is as well, it's like I, people are saying, and I think at the time I would have maybe agreed and went, oh yeah, we need a big massive connect. I don't think we do. Yeah, I think that Google, what they need to do is they just need to keep putting the games out. They need to keep regular a regular train of communication and just say we've got these games and these games are coming and hopefully they're the games that people want to play. 
Yeah. Um, if I'm being honest, judging by some of the sources that are coming out, I think that some of the games that people might be expecting probably aren't going to come. I don't think we're going yeah. to see a call. I don't think we're going to see a Call of Duty. I don't think we're going to see a Fortnite. I think that maybe, if anything, it will just be kind of going back. Maybe they'll be trying to get grassroots games. Maybe kind of looking at spending lesser on big budgets like yeah. they kind of have to get the games that they've got in so far and kind of hoping to maybe kind of get folk in that way and maybe a title like Sky Climbers to kind of get folk in with exclusive features and stuff. I could be wrong, but it's, it's just kind of a, a feeling that I've personally got as a consumer thinking that games are going to come, but I don't think it's going to be up there with the likes of your massive, massive AAA titles. So will be AAA yeah. titles, but I don't think it'll be the ones that people want. Yeah, and, and I think the reality is, for, again, from my infinite wisdom in all this kind of stuff, is um, I, I believe Stadia's in for the long haul, definitely. And I think yeah. one of the things they've realised is um, managing expectations. And I think they've gone, at the beginning, they've gone full throttle, like, yeah, we could do this, we could do this. Like a, forgive me for saying this, but it's like a No Man's Sky scenario of like, we're going to have all this, this, that, and the other. It's going to be amazing. And yeah. uh, get all the adverts out there. And then I realised they couldn't, produce that purely because there's so many moving parts and, and other deals required and blah 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 and i'm assuming there's an element of influence from google as a whole that manages how far i don't know how separated they are from google as a corporation or they're purely like this is the parameters that google allows us to do things in i don't know again like, i've no idea so you've got that and i think it's <sighs> It's, it's a long haul thing. So like I said, they've, got, they've now done that and then they've gone the opposite end of the spectrum now where they've reversed and retreated communication wise where there's literally next to nothing. There's like the little Twitter comments and bits and pieces, but nothing really yeah. like, hey guys, this is what's happening. And I think they're kind of managing expectations. That's one of the things they said at the end of last year was we, we, we're, we're going to leave this to word of mouth, which is good, but I don't think that should be the whole bread and butter. It's like an addition uh, because they're yeah. wanting it to just funnel through like content creators like ourselves and and bits and pieces but i believe the big games will come but you've got to you've got to look years ahead like and and if you're a stadia exclusive consumer then i think you've got to if you want to be just stadia uh, that's fine i said I'm, I'm purely i'm 90 stadia i played a little bit of geforce now the other day as i said but um you've got to have that mindset of uh, none of the big games are coming anytime soon and am i okay with that am i comfortable is this stadia still my bread and butter for my life and my setup and my needs if it is if it ticks that box then yeah just just sit it out just wait enjoy the game enjoy the games you play with your friends and as years go by the momentum will build but it's not going to be as quick as stadia originally announced and what yeah. we at the stadia community are expecting and it's like let's manage it let's let's enjoy what we have you know what it's like there's, there's there's that whole silver lining like the fact of like i said i i am now a content creator because of stadia i i am now mm -hmm. able to play the games and connect with someone like you and all these other great people that we're friends with online that i i have a blast i'm having so much fun and i've, I've yeah. barely forked out any, any money to to be able to do this so and I, that's thanks to stadia so i'm counting my blessings and where we're at but let's let's stop comparing this to the likes of your playstation your xbox your steam yeah. your epic store it's a different thing it's a different it's a different um type of game it really is yeah i think i think that has to stop yeah i think that that was partially down to the marketing at the time in terms yeah. of like oh yeah let's get more teraflops than 
this, that, and the other, and you know what? It's 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 powerful tech, and the tech works. Excuse me, but at the same time, you know, I think that I I think it just needs to maybe go back to the drawing board and do a bit of a no man's sky and try and get a redemption story happening. I think it's yeah. going to be possible. I think it's going to be possible. Um, I think they've still got time to do it. Hopefully, they will be able to pull something out of the bag. But talking about sort of Stadia and, and being Stadia exclusive, I um, obviously I'm fortunate enough to to have consoles. I don't have a PlayStation Five. I don't have any desire to get one actually at the moment due to recent announcements in the state yeah. of play. I'm not going to go too much into it. Um, that's probably something for an, maybe another episode that I'll do. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I at the moment I probably spend most of my time predominantly playing on Stadia. If mm. I'm excited about anything coming at the moment, it's XCloud. Yeah. I, I, if, I, if I'm being honest, I, because Stadia's kind of given me the cloud gaming bug. Yep. So it, it's letting me see what's possible. Yep. And there was news that gets shared today that um they are Microsoft are currently beta testing 1080p streams. Wow. Now I know in comparison to Google just now, you know, that's kind of like a drop in the ocean. I know there's the lawsuit and all that sort of thing. And I'm not a legalist, so I'm not going to go into that. But you know, it shows that Microsoft are gradually building and building. Yeah. Um and it's something that I'm kind of personally keeping an eye on um because I want to play Forza Horizon 4 without having to buy a console, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what's your, what, I, mean, I know you're slightly stadia through and through and you've kind of messed around with GeForce, but what, what's your thoughts on, on xCloud? Is that something that interests you at all? Well, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I, the more people grabbing up the slices of pies of cloud gaming, the more it is for cloud gaming as a whole. I think it's fantastic. It's innovation for wherever you're a Luna, uh, 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 xCloud, whatever like I, I think it's fantastic like i'm excited for luna when that comes to the uk because like I, i'm a stadia a content creator i'm stadia uh like through and through when it comes to just as a consumer i love it um when he's playing geforce shh, cut that out cut it out delete the stream um but i think it's fantastic i'll give it a try i'd love to try it i mean i look at all the different ones and see what they've got and they've all got the different features and their perks and their their whatevers that they they bring to the table but yeah the more the more the, the merrier and, and i think they're all learning from each other like i i think stadia has, has done well to get go as far as it has but it's allowed other people like microsoft to be like so this is how they're doing it and that's how they do it and and they're looking at it because they, they've got two heads here they've oh they've got three effects you've got their you've got your pc gamers you've got your obviously your xbox gamers and now they've got their cloud gamers and they're, they're realizing they've got three types of audience here and they're trying to merge them together they're trying to yeah. grow them all and they're trying to get because they've got all of that on their back so they're they're able to grow uh x cloud through the xbox gamers so they've actually already built themselves a large portion of uh of um, audience or consumers, you want to call it that, on a cloud-based, who are already Xbox owners, uh, to kind of get them testing the water. So when they go purely, because one day they they're not going to get. I, I don't believe there will be consoles eventually, and because they've got a momentum of people that already played their consoles and tried and tested and like thumbs up to like yeah Xbox and and Microsoft have done a great job. I've got my Halos, I've got my Sea of Thieves, I've got my all this kind of stuff. 
Yeah. And I've now tried xCloud because I can jump between the two. And then eventually there won't be an Xbox console. And that, well, I'm cool because I'm already, they've already brought a crowd of people across. Whereas, again, Google doesn't have an actual console or a gaming thing. So they've started completely from scratch. But going back to the answer of your question, uh, I think it's fantastic. I'm excited about any anyone getting into the, uh, to the get cloud gaming um, um, race. I think it's only good things can only happen to it for all of cloud gaming as a whole, I think. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I'm more excited about cloud gaming and the potential it can bring just now than I am about next-gen consoles. And I was following next-gen consoles last year, and I think partly of that was down to the reason we were in a lockdown. Yeah. So I, I, had, I had time to be interested in it. But the more that I've been playing with you guys online and... Um, streaming content i mean you know i can do a stream at 1080 60 with okay but de- decent audio mm. and the only thing it doesn't have is my face yeah i'm not i you know and i understand that people is a street and that's a, a whole nother topic in itself yeah i'm not precious about having my mug on a stream yeah uh, you know, I, I'm more about the engagement and the chat. And if the people can hear me, and you know, they can he- they can hear it, and we can have an, a flowing conversation, and it's not muffled audio, and they mm. can see the game, and they can see the they they can they can see basically the power of what's being projected in the cloud when we're doing this content. Mm. And I know that we piss about and we have a laugh, and you know, we die a lot in division two and crawl <laughs> around the floor and play rock paper scissors but at the same time it's still it's it's still it's showing that community spirit it's showing it in a really mm. positive light um you know and i'm still committed to doing that i'm still committed mm. to doing the, the stadia bash community streams as well um maybe one day i'll get a set up i can put my mug shot in the corner you yeah. know who, who, who knows but you know I, i'm i'm liking it. i'm kind of getting to do it I am looking forward to Luna coming out because yeah. I want to do it on Twitch. I will do Twitch streams with Luna because there's some interesting conversations with some people that used that kind of do follow on Twitch. Um, when I was kind of streaming towards the end of last year, we were having some really good conversations about that. And I think it, it, getting the chance to play Luna, hopefully those conversations can happen again. Mm. Um, you know, as I said, but I think that with all the kind of negative press and the ups and downs of the Google stuff, I'm still excited for cloud gaming in general. And yeah. I am, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but before we sort of wrap up, there is one more thing I want to talk about. And that is the blog post, the Stadia blog post. We'll talk about some good news this week. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to share this screen. Have you had the chance to look at the, the blog post and what games are coming this uh, to pro? Yeah, no, I had a glance. I had a glance. I'll be honest, and this is one of I'll be honest. This is one of my uh, negative traits, and I need to break the mold. You've in your streams, it's kind of helped me with this as well. And even today, I was watching um, XB and and Ray. They did an interview with a, a, a named Stephen, but he he's recently he created a game that's on state. I'd say at the moment, I've, I've forgotten the name. I feel really bad. Uh, say it. Un, it's unto the end. Um, unto the end. Yeah, in yeah. games. Yeah. Um, guys, if you're not following the XB podcast, that is yep. E-X-B-E-E. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify, all your podcast services. 
Um, it is done by two gentlemen called Callum and Ray. Um, they've interviewed some fantastic yep. guests. Um, huge. Huge guests. Um, they have interviewed the character who does the voiceovers for Jin Sakai and um, Ghost of Tsushima, the voice actor for Eivor in Assassin's Creed. Yep. They've interviewed, I, unfortunately I haven't caught it this week and I've, the names escaped me, but they've interviewed the developers for Unto the End, yeah. Um it's a it's Stephen is his name was. Yeah. Um, you know, they're interviewing some great people. Um, so if you get a chance, please subscribe and watch. Um it's it's really, really good. Um yeah, yeah. so I going back to this, so you know, there were some games that came out this week. Yeah. Um A Place for the Unwilling and Welcome to Elk. Mm. Uh, let's see if we can get some information on these. No, they're not. Is there any information on these? Ah, yeah, there we go. So, welcome to Elk. Think small town life is boring. Think again as a newly arrived artisan. Discover the charms, mysteries and quirks of the village of Elk, where you can be part of a real-life tales shared by real-world storytellers. Now, Ray the Game and Cyborg's been maving about this. I think he's played yeah. Um. Does this interest you at all? Well, as I was saying earlier, my, my biggest issue, and I need to try and break that mould, is is I switch off to indie games. But there are some fantastic indie games I've watched you play, and I'm like, this looks actually quite interesting because it hasn't got the shiny... I, I'm literally like a little puppy that follows the laser. If I don't see anything shiny and bright, I'm not like this. Uh, but there are some really, really good indie games. That looks interesting. When I stop and, and not think about the graphics and it's a bad habit and any gamers out there, you're missing out. And I say that to myself because if you're if you're miss if you're not, not playing a game because it doesn't look like it's it's gonna hit your graphics card really hard, then um you're missing out on some really good games. But uh yeah it's one I, I, I need to buy it. I, I've got the money for it and I need to buy that one to try it out be purely because of what if, if Ray says it's good, I know it's going to be good, and I, I kind of follow his uh, his trend. But there's a lot of indie games out there that are just gems. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. There's seeing Stadia, the Stadia Pro library, which are games that I've managed to kind of amass since I kind of started the trial back in April. Um, West of Loathing is a really good game. Um, that actually, Welcome to Elk, kind of gives me a bit of. West yeah. of Loathing vibes in terms of the yeah. animations and the graphics. Um, Celeste, I've played that for Stadia Bash. It is a difficult game. <laughs> um, it's it'll tear your hair out, but it's rewarding in its story mm. and it's and you know when you get through a level or go through a window, you know it gives you a sense of accomplishment for that. Um, Try to think. Oh, I know Little Nightmares too. Yeah. I don't play those sorts of games because, you know, I, you know, poop emoji. I want to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to sleep. I want to sleep at night. Um, but, you know, there's some really good high quality indie titles within that library. Yeah. Welcome to Elk is one that definitely, um, definitely appeals to me. Um, a Place for the Unwillings come out this week. Now, I was very, very fortunate to win a code for this game. Awesome. Um, John, 
Four Scars Gaming on YouTube. He is a Canadian streamer. He streams everything. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. He streams Stadia. He streams Switch. He streams Place to Eat. He's, he is just, he's team gaming yeah. through and through. Yeah. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, he streamed the game on Wednesday night. Um, he didn't even announce he was doing a giveaway. So I just popped onto the stream because I had an interest in the game and I wanted to see what it was like. Mm. Um, and they halfway through, it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing a giveaway. And he went, all you have to do is just write in the chat, I'm interested. And at one point it was just me that was interested. And I thought, no, I, <laughs> I was like, no, I can't, I can't be doing this. So I, I, I thought, right, I'll even the playing field here. And I tweeted the stream out to say, look, by the way, there's a stream happening. This is a game that looks pretty cool. By the way, there's a giveaway. So if you're interested, come in. <laughs> I would have been quite great. I would have kept that quiet. I would have. I know. I, I, <laughs> I know. Um, but I mean, again, what I've not, I've not had a chance to play it. I'm hoping mm. to save it for community bash network streams. Um, but I mean, again, it's saying the city is dying. It's spoiled the last 21 days of a magical haunted metropolis where story is everything. Um, memorable characters, irreverent themes, and more than a little enchantment. So I'm looking forward to trying it. Uh, it's yeah. almost like more of a kind of point-and-click adventure. Um, yeah. Again, one you need to use the old noggin to kind of think about as it kind of looks yeah. for clues. The setting kind of interests me as well. It's something that's a bit different. And I think every choice you make in that game affects how it's going to go. So once you've made a choice, it's done, you can't undo it, and you got to kind of, kind of think about what your choices are going to be. Absolutely. It's what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got Shanty Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition and Shanty Risky Revenge. Mm. Um, so these are sort of old school, not old school, kind of two two D platformers. Shanty's been around for quite some time in terms mm. of it, uh, in terms of it being a game. Um, I think believe there's one game that you can actually download on Apple Arcade, but I can't remember which one that it is. Um, again. You know, you're saying that you're not so indie games. I think it's one of them coming to pro. No, it's not. I'm, no. I'm making it. <laughs> Swish your thinking. No, fake news. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, to any, to, would you say that would you be interested in adding you, you, them to your Stadia library? You're because you're quite different when it comes to the likes of say, like, say, Stadia that and Ray and other sort of Stadia content creators that like having like a massive library of games. But that's yeah. probably a bit we're like, kind of, I ain't got the money. And and one of my biggest, uh, one of two of my biggest problems is, as I said before, why I love Stadia is that I don't have the time and I don't have the money. So I have to maximize my time and, and my money. And obviously, Stadia does, allows you not to queue, no downloads, no installs. Da, 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 da. Um, and the, my, my only biggest gripe about Stadia is there's just too many games to play. Like, I've, got, I've got a huge uh, Stadia Pro library. Um, so if I was to add another one of these games, I'll be honest, they're just going to be sitting there for a while because. My biggest thing is I haven't got a lot of time. And when I do have a time, I'm playing a game and then there's another Stadia Pro game that's come out. So I would want to get these games, absolutely, especially that one we've just been just been talking about. But um, the other thing for me is just the reality is, is money. I, we, we, as you know, there's there's a mortgage, there's bills and stuff like that, and I can't be yeah. buying too many games. Uh, I, have to, I, have, I have to convince the boss whether I can get a game on a particular 
on a particular month. And if, I, if I've been a good boy and I've done enough dishes, then maybe, maybe I could be in again for a winner. But um, if not, I've just got to uh, enjoy what I've got. But again, that's the beauty of what I love about Stadia. You, you, don't, you, you pay as much as you want. I've not bought a console. I don't have to have pro. And there are still free games I can play. And any games that you've bought, by the way, I'm, I'm not being promoted. This isn't a promotion from Stadia, by the way. It's just my own, my own back. But you could buy a game on Stadia on pro, on a pro deal. So you could buy a game that's like, I don't know, eight quid. But if you didn't have pro, it would be like 18 quid. Remove your pro subscription and you still keep that game and you don't have to pay any extra. Uh, and you could do that. If you want a tight budget, you can remove your Stadia Pro uh, and have the games that you purchase and still play them. Yeah, I mean... I think sometimes if you kind of look, do a bit of man maths, you you know you kind of they do deals where they do a pro deal and then they'll do like a non pro deal. Yeah. And I know it's only pennies sometimes of a, a you know of a of a of a difference, but sometimes it, it's more beneficial just to go and sub to pro and get the pro deal because you can redeem some extra games and try yeah. stuff out that you, yeah. you never thought that you would and you would be able to um you know if if you don't if you for whatever reason if you're financially sort of stuck and you had to stop pro for one month um you can go back to it in the in the comfort that it's always there and I, I, that's kind of like a probably a kind of good thing to kind of touch on before we kind of wrap up for today because i know that yeah. you want to go and stream some red dead absolutely don't know if is this coming through. If anyone I don't in think the, chat... the sound will be, no. I don't think right, it will okay. be. That's fine. Um, I will just mute this for just now. Well, this is one of the pro games that are coming out from the 1st of March, Pixel Junk Raiders mm. from Q Games. Um, are you excited for this at all, man? It looks good, so I won't mind giving this a go. Do you know if it's multiplayer? I don't know if it's multiplayer. I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely sure, but it does It does have states here. Ah, okay, yeah. See, that's that's saying I'm interesting because I've not played too much of Stage yet. I've not tried it yet on Hitman either. But um, no, I'll be I'll be totally up for this. Again, it's one of those games that I I, I get the impression it's not too heavy on the head because like I said, I can get so engrossed in like your your Red Dead or Cyberpunk. It'll be good to go on a game that seems fun and creative and then you can explore. But you, you're not going to sit there and want to throw the controller on the other side of the uh, side of the room. It's one of those ones that wind out. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm I'm assuming that based upon what I've read and watched. But uh, it looks like a fun game that I definitely want to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of keen to sort of try it out. I know that there's um, Pixel Chunk as a series. This is actually, believe it or not, exclusive to Stadia. Is it really? I didn't know that. It is. Um, I'm not sure if it's timed or not, but for the for the moment, it's actually it's only available on Stadia and it's coming with these exclusive features, which is, again, it's another one for the platform. It gets mm. it's something that can show off... Um, that, you know, it can it can show off the features of of state share and so on, and you know, again, I hope that people utilize it and kind of get the name out there and hopefully kind of create yeah. more of a positive press for it. Yeah. Um. But then we're going on looking at the rest of it. We'll just pause that for just now. We have got Avicii and Vector. Yes. Become a DJ. <laughs> are you a fan? Of, are, you, are you a fan of the late Avicii at all? <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to pretend that I, I would be good at it, but um, it, it looks good. Oh, it's one of those ones I'll probably watch other people play because uh, I don't want to embarrass myself, really. Yeah, Codex, uh, Codex can stream it. He doesn't care about DMCA and copyright strikes, man. He just goes for it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get monetized, that guy. 
Uh, he's not boiled. He's not boiled. He does. He does his content nah, for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, kind of quickly, just to kind of say, we've got Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle. That was a game that was a demo, sort of towards the end of last year when they did yeah. their sort of showcase. Um, a nice, uh, nice to have. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised if this turns free to play at some point in the year. There's like a little bit of a trend with that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of a trend with that. I think that if it's going to encourage more of a multiplayer, um, it's great it's coming to Pro and hopefully it will encourage pe- people to play, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I'll give it a go. I don't. Yeah. I never really get a chance to play the demo, but I'll, I'll, I'll give this a shot. And then finally, we have got Strategic Masterpiece Reigns. That's from Devolver Digital. Now, that's more like a deck-building game. I don't know too much about it, um, but it's like two quid on in the store at the moment but um i don't really argue again. with cheap games to be honest with you no same definitely not and you know we're getting four games for pro yeah it's good and um, that you know a lot of people are kind of worried when the numbers went from six to three so yeah. you know it's happy medium most yeah. definitely um and then if anybody is kind of following pro games and so on and you know they kind of pick and choose what they want kind hello neighbor secret neighbor monster steel titans and outcasters will be coming off pro as in fact february 28th sorry it's the last day for kind hello neighbor and monster jam um outcasters the last day to claim that will be the 2nd of march um, so if you haven't given Stadia a go and you want to use Stadia Pro, um, you can sign up for it today, get these games before they go and give them a chat, give them a try, yeah. and also get Outcasters. I I think Outcasters is cool. I just am terrible at it. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> um, but yeah, I think that a lot of people, if you haven't tried Stadia, definitely um, sign up to Pro just to give Outcasters a go because I think for a lot of people, it's definitely a lot of fun. And I think that's great, though. Just again, another little, again, I'm not being promoted here by Stadia whatsoever, but the fact that you can claim these games on Stadia, and as I say, they do come off the library, but if you've claimed it on Pro, that's your game. And then if you unsubscribe to Stadia for a year, I don't know, and then come back to the uh, to, to Stadia Pro, that game you've claimed is still yours. And if someone else, if, if, if I don't know, Tom, uh, John Smith comes on Stadia a year later. He ain't gonna have the games, that, those games that you've you've claimed. So I, I always encourage, even if you're not a big Stadia Pro fan, get it for one month, or even get it free from a friend by clicking on a referral link or something like that. Claim those games, and when they leave the library, they're still yours. You still got that. And I, that's again, I love it. I love it. Well. That's us kind of covered everything sort of Stadia related. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on, man. Um, I know that you're very, very pro Stadia and it's quite nice to get, a, you know, a different kind of point of view because I'm sometimes, you know, glass half empty, half full kind of yeah. guy. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, so it's, it's nice to get a balance for people rather than just me droning on myself for <laughs> an hour. So it's, ni- it's nice to get a bit of a different dynamic. So thanks very much for coming on and I'd love to have you back on again. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me on. I've, I've, I've enjoyed this. Well, I, as I said, man, it's just something that I'm just doing, just wanting to talk about things. But once again, um, tell the people where they can find you. 
Thank you. So, yeah, Ooh, bang my head there. Uh, guys, you can find me on YouTube at Blake Stadia. Uh, I've just recently hit 100 subs, so I'm hoping to have a URL that you can find. But if you just Google Blake Stadia, you'll find me or you'll find me on Twitter at Blake Stadia as well. Uh, and I've also just recently started on, on, on Instagram. But, yeah, predominantly YouTube and, and Twitter are probably the key places to go uh, to find me. Yes, honestly, go and watch this guy's streams. He has got enough energy that would basically light your entire house. <laughs> I heard you said that on your stream yesterday. I keep some laughing. I love that energy. Uh, but what was it? I think I said something. Something about recharge your, your, your controller. Yeah, I said that uh, when Blake comes into my stream, I said he'll have enough energy that he'll start recharging my controller. <laughs> Is, yeah, he basically gives the he gives the Duracell bunny a run for his money, man. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I encourage everybody to go and check out his streams, regardless of whether he is streaming Stadia or he's even just chatting for an hour, um, you know, talking about how great Stadia is. Seriously, um, watch it. It's really infectious and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, if you have been interested in any of the content that we're doing, I also stream cloud gaming content, um, predominantly Google Stadia at the moment on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't have a URL, unfortunately, because I'm not at that 100 yet. We'll get there. Um, but if you go to the search and type in Good Rebel Gaming, you'll be able to see some streams that I've done um, from Red Dead Division 2, Star Wars, and some indie games as well. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast or just want to talk about games or in general, you can find me on social media at Good Rebel Gaming on Twitter. And that, ladies and gentlemen, brings this episode of the podcast to a close. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed it. I've appreciated everybody for coming out um, and supporting the first live episode. Any feedback's appreciated. The video will be getting put up on YouTube, so if nobody's had a chance to watch it all, um, it will be there for people to have a look at. I'll put up notifications to social media. You can look out for that. And as well as looking at ways to get the audio. Um, I would really like to continue the audio because I understand there's lots of video content out there. Um, you know, likes of myself, Blake, Stereo Dad. You've got the Codex Pages, who's Codex Chronicles doing his podcast tomorrow. Um, he is doing it with a, a YouTuber. Do you remember the name at all? I missed it. I'm going to be honest. I'm not too sure who he's doing it with. Yeah, um, he's he's doing it with a YouTuber. He he was very successful, and then he kind of ended up kind of down in his luck. He's now had to rebuild his channel from scratch. So oh. he's kind of looking at doing something. That's tomorrow at eight o'clock. Um, so definitely, or sorry, Sunday the twenty eighth at eight o'clock. So definitely check that out. Um, but for now, I will say thank you, and we'll see you again in the next one. Take care. Bye bye. Stay safe. Thanks, Blake. No worries.